Welcome to the Psychology World Podcast with me, Conor Whiteley. Psychology student and international best-selling psychology author of over 30 psychology books, bringing you the latest psychology news, fascinating psychology topics and more each week. If you want to learn more, then please check out connorwhiteley.net forward slash books. And don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube video or follow on your favourite podcast app. And here's the show. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 213 of the Psychology World Podcast with me, Con Whiteley. And today's episode, we're talking about how growing up in an anti-LGBT plus world can harm us and what to do about it. And it is Friday the 16th of June 2023 as I record this, so I'm recording this quite a bit early. So today's episode I think is absolutely brilliant because we all know that growing up in anti-anything and growing up in a homophobic world it can really damage people, it can give people really bad mental health difficulties and that's something that we've seen in the other podcast episodes. It's in this extra bonus episode series, like we actually know that sometimes that this can lead to suicide. So today we're returning to the developmental psychology perspective. So like how does this impact our development? Because we focus on adolescence. And most importantly, we actually give solutions to this. So this is something that you're going through. Or if you've not had a very good adolescence, regardless of your sexuality, this is actually a brilliant podcast episode for you because there's actually a lot of tips that apply to everyone. This is a great episode, I really enjoyed it and this is something that needs to be said, something that needs to be done and if you have had these experiences then this has a lot of potential healing power for you so I hope you enjoy it. And as always, I always love to hear your thoughts and feelings on today's episode so you can always email me, connorwiley.net. You can always leave a comment on the show notes at connorwiley.net forward slash podcast. And you can always tweet me on Twitter at SciFiWiley. I always love to hear all of you because it really helps make the podcast feel more like a conversation. And today's episode has been sponsored by Developmental Psychology, a guide to developmental and child psychology. So this is a great sponsor for today's episode because in like today's podcast episode we're going to be focusing on um, the adolescence if you're gay and how that can be filled with trauma, upset, negativity and basically hate towards you but in this great really easy transfer we actually focus upon what should a typical adolescence be or what should a more positive adolescence be though and how a, a teenager actually um, develops through in that adulthood though because that's an entire section of the book that reveals so many biological, psychological and social functions that actually happen uh, during that critical developmental period so that's absolutely fascinating and then this book also shows you about autism, typical brain development, typical cognitive development and tons of absolutely fascinating areas including my absolute favourite which is cross-cultural development that is absolutely fascinating I loved it and it actually talks about culture shock which is just absolutely brilliant so I loved it definitely check it out so that is developmental psychology 
Neglected developmental and child psychology available from all major ebook retailers, and you can check out the playback and hardback version from Amazon, your local bookstore, or local library if you request it. So, whilst buying books helps us to support the podcast's creation and the editing, my time in the creation of the show is sponsored by my wonderful patrons. So, as always, an absolute massive thank you to my patrons because it shows that you find the show useful and you want it to continue. So if you wanted to become a patron and get access to two tons of other great benefits, like early access to the podcast and more behind-the-scenes footage stuff, then you can also become a patron at patreon.com forward slash psychology podcast. So that's enough for the personality. Let's move on to the content parts of today's episode. So we're moving on to today's podcast episode. So we're going to be talking about how growing up in an anti-LGBT plus world can harm us and what to do about it. I love this. This is a great episode. I'm really, really excited about it. So let's dive into it. Why LGBT plus people don't get access to the same adolescence heterosexual peers do. Let us imagine the typical adolescence for a moment. It is filled with excitement and thirsts. Our first crushes, that we giggle and laugh about with our friends. We have our first kiss and sexual egg experiences. And we learn that we can be who we want to be with everyone that matters to us, no matter who we are. Of course, in adolescence, people don't suffer from constant hateful messaging about the wrongness about how they feel, and they don't have this hate constantly swimming around inside them. In addition, from developmental psychology, we will understand the sheer importance of adolescence in the development of a person since our identity gets formed here, as well as we're now starting to understand that adolescence does actually stretching to someone's early 20s. Also, looking beyond the puberty factors and other physiological changes that happen to a person during this time, there are immense social and psychological parts of this teenage development too. On the whole, all teenagers have so much developmental potential and the social and psychological changes that can be immensely powerful in forming a person unless something massive, evil and awful gets in the way. This happens to gay people all the time in adolescence and I hate it. It is disgusting and it's something we need to change. How many LGBT plus people have negative adolescence? As you found out during your own adolescence, all our romantic and sexual identities are a critical part of teenage development and this is normally a wonderful egg experience for heterosexuals. They aren't judged, they aren't condemned and they can enjoy the egg experience. Of course, like everyone, mistakes will definitely be made and hearts will be broken, but they aren't hated for it. On the other hand, when gay people want to develop their romantic and sexual identity, this becomes very complicated because we realise that our interests are different from everyone else's and we live in a society that thinks that these interests should be stopped outright. 
Therefore, many gay people grew up in a social world filled to the brim with both direct and indirect messages about how wrong, sinful and flat out disgustingly weird they are because they weren't heterosexual. Of course, I will admit that times are extremely slowly changing, but the fact is we still live in a world where anti-LGBT plus bias and heterosexism, two things I mentioned in last week's podcast episode, are embedded into the very fabric of society. Proof of this can easily be found in the past and present religious belief systems, how humans and relationships are played in the media, and the sheer amount of current and past anti-gay legislation. What impact does growing up in an anti-gay world have on LGBT plus adolescents? With many gay people growing up in this social and cultural context, we flat out don't experience the typical adolescence that heterosexual people do, due to we simply aren't able to live safe and full lives at this age. And on a personal note, I will admit that, uh, that this can take years after typical adolescence for this feeling that you are safe and you are able to live a full life to actually develop. So I do understand that and that is a very sad truth of the world. As a result, many gay people experience an adolescence filled with major disruptions to our healthy development. So this results in two main outcomes, the child development. Firstly, gay people suffer from the trauma of a chronic shame caused by anti-gay biases. Secondly, gay people miss out on integral psychosocial developmental experiences. And I actually didn't know if I was going to go personal in this podcast episode, but when I was writing the blog post, it really needed a personal perspective here. Because I will admit, because of life circumstances, I do need to be careful about what I say. I just do. However, I would admit that I do suffer from trauma, and at times I do have extremely negative automatic thoughts, thoughts that do bias how I look at the world. I'm very reluctant to talk to anyone about my egg-like experiences, life or just general love life things that you would normally talk about with friends, simply because of what if. And I would admit, the examples I give in the blog post are, they might sound extreme, but to me they're logical because of what's been said to me in the past and what has almost happened to me in the past. So some of these what ifs are, what if they abuse me, what if they hurt me, what if they beat me. Again, extreme what ifs, but to me they're logical and they're possible. All normal things that a lot of gay people can relate with because this is just what happens when you've experienced a lot of gay abuse in your adolescence. In addition, I would love, I would absolutely love to just have one or two experiences during my adolescence. Would have loved that. I admit there were probably one or two chances I might have had a shot to egg egg-like experience, but if I've read that in the blog post, I'm sort of thinking, mm, did you really? <laughs> but again, I just wasn't safe and it, and I deemed it too risky to ever try and have any experiences just because of those what-ifs. And like I said back in the Coming Out podcast episode a few weeks ago, your safety is the most important thing. 
do not do something if it risks your life. So I just didn't have any aircraft experiences because my safety was a lot more important than anything. Overall, the impact of this negative adolescence is very simple and heartbreaking. In the years after coming out, we'd all find that we are stunted, underdeveloped, and we have sort of lo and we are sort of lost in comparison to our heterosexual peers. A lot of gay people wish they could have had that they could be adolescents again, so they can have a better egg experience and they can develop the skills needed for healthy relationships and dating egg experience that we all need as adults. Personally, I do completely agree with that finding because I don't, because I know I simply don't have the headspace or the knowledge about how to date right now. Absolutely no clue, believe me. Absolutely no clue. And I know I probably need a therapy to get over some of the things that um, have been done and actually said to me the past over because um, the clearest ego was actually said to me earlier in like, the year by like a, a straight friend of mine and he said that he cared how I was uh, yeah because I like told him about a bunch of stuff that has happened to me in like the past and I was so confused I had no idea why he said he would actually care about how I am and that does sound quite illogical but uh, I just could not understand it, so I was really confused for a, poor, for a few days. But the good thing about doing um, clinical psychology is that you learn the different tricks that um, CBT therapists use to actually help someone, and some of it is actually fault record, or you actually just focus on like, a, a like, fault therapy, and you eventually get to the bottom of it. Really oversimplified explanation, I know. And tragically, I truly found, and I'm, I'm not sure I quite believe this right now, but I know it still has a hold on me, is the fault that I am nothing and I don't know why anyone would want to care about me deeply. Again, that's just past, but still, it's interesting. And it's something that nothing short of therapy could help me with. So how could we solve this problem? How could LGBT plus people get a second adolescence? When gay people move from an anti-gay adolescence into adulthood, they experience something known as a second adolescence. And this is the framework for healing and having the freedom to explore what being gay is to that person and they can understand what's happened to them and how they can move on in adulthood. And now everyone goes through this differently, but it's made up of two critical sections. Firstly, a person has to address the experiences that the younger self for missed out on. This includes gaining mystic experiences in the forms of first kisses, dates, relationships, sex and more. As well as acknowledging what it means for us to miss out on those experiences. Basically, making ourselves deal with the grief that we experience. In my experience, this is something I am extremely looking forward to. And when I was writing out the above paragraph, and even now, even now as I'm recording this, I cannot stop myself from smiling because it's so exciting. Because I do want to go on a date, I do want to kiss, and do so many things that I missed out on because of anti gay messaging. That is something that I cannot wait for. 
and it does mean that I am looking forward to the future. A lot, I seriously am. Secondly, we have to admit and address the internalized homophobia that we all have. We can do this by exploring our exposure to anti-gay messaging and how this impacted our former selves. And by examining the ways that we internalize this homophobia, we can understand how this influences our decisions and more, as well as we can start to undo the evil work of this internalized homophobia. Personally, this is something that I'm always trying to work on because whenever I think that's wrong, wrong, like, doesn't matter, like, what it's in response to, and, like, um, everyone just has these thoughts, like, oh, like, like, that's wrong at times, I make myself take a step back and I always realise that this is just because of anti-gay messaging. This isn't me talking, it's the anti-gay messaging that I've internalised. It isn't what I actually believe because all that stuff is actually harmless. And it's like when I was talking to a trans friend of mine a, a few months ago and he said that I might as well start dating or trying to get some first egg experiences. But I couldn't because, because I said, because of my life circumstances, that just wasn't fit on this future person. And now I'm wondering if, to be honest, is that because of the shame? that I feel because of this internalized homophobia and all of this anti-gay messaging. It's something to work on for now and in the future. Conclusion. Overall, a lot of gay people do grow up in a social world that hates them and sends them very firm, direct and indirect messages that they are wrong, sinful and they just shouldn't exist. But there is hope, because once a gay person starts to realize that things don't have to be this way, then they start to have a second adolescence by feeling and healing themselves of all the hate that they've experienced, and then they start to find love, have their first kiss, first relationships, and so many more wonderful things that, to be honest, we never thought possible, like, seriously, like, I think when the penny drops, drops eventually, like, I can date, I think that would be such a mind-blowing moment. There's always hope in the world, and if you're a heterosexual person, person listening or reading to this, then please, help to fight back against some of this anti-gay messaging, because everyone deserves the same adolescence, regardless of your sexuality. And if you're a gay person listening to this, then you really can have all of your firsts. It might take years longer, and there will be a lot of trauma, shame and hate to unpack inside you, but you will get there. We can all get there if we simply have the patience, self-compassion and hope to drive us into our second adolescence and beyond. So I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I definitely did. And to be honest, something I've really noticed about this podcast episode is that I'm a lot more expressive. And to be honest, I'm now comfortable about talking this stuff about this stuff so I'm really pleased about that and to be honest that is massive progress for me so I'm really really glad though so this is a bit of a tragic topic I guess but it's what happens but there's always hope this podcast episode I always try to be hopeful and I always try and be inspirational or basically just positive so I really hope that came through love this topic I'm really looking forward to it so if you know anyone who would find today's episode useful, then please share it with them. 
Well, I'm always really grateful when you wonderful people help spread the word about the podcast. And if you want to learn more, definitely check out Developmental Psychology, available in all the usual places. Great book, really, really recommend it. And if you want to become a patron of the show, then definitely check out patreon.com forward slash the Psychology World Podcast. So have a great day everyone, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. I hope you found it helpful. Please have remember to like the video and subscribe to the, the YouTube channel and follow the podcast on your favourite podcast app. And if you wanted to learn more, then please check out the backlist of the podcast episodes or my books at conwhiteley.net. So have a great day and I'll see you next time.